in any team's development, the backups and the scout scout team guys play an integral role. So who, which players should USC fans become more familiar with uh, during this offseason as well as playing into the regular season? I'll talk about some potential breakout players on both sides of the ball. And you get to play schedule maker. Where would you go first in 2024 when USC jumps into the big conference? That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day, five days a week. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are free. And I want to thank you for uh, making this show your first listen every day. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the dislike button. And if you, wherever you're listening to your podcast, uh, go ahead and send me some feedback. Send me a DM. You can follow me on Twitter at Mark Culkin. Make yourself known. Let me know what you want to talk about. All right. So fall camp ended on Saturday and the team started classes on Monday. So um, they also held, held a practice on Monday that was closed to the media. Yeah, I know there's a few of you out there that don't give a crap if the if the media is present for practice or not. Uh, most of you do. So um, when the team's practicing and we're not there, I, I don't have a lot to offer you as far as news of that day until uh, until my sources get back to me. Um, <laughs> however, these next two weeks are just of just as important. Uh, if not more than those first two weeks of fall camp. Because, um, you know, these next two weeks is basically where um, the staff is going to determine, you know, who's going to practice on second team, who's going to be the backup, you know, third team, and who's going to, you know, play the play on the scout team, which is really important. It's an unsung part of being on the team, uh, typically the walk-ons. Um, they get to play that role, but there's, there's going to be guys who are competing for playing time that are going to, that are going to be asked to, uh, to play wearing the other team's colors, so to speak, uh, during the, the week when the team is preparing uh, for their next opponent. Um, you know, Riley explained on Saturday after the scrimmage that the development of, of the reserve players. Um, it's good. They're going to pay off during a, during a long season. Uh, he went on that you know it's an underrated part of your roster. Uh, we're not building ourselves to win one game, right? Question mark. Uh, we're building ourselves to try and win a lot of games, win games in different ways, and have to win with different people. And to do that, you've got to develop your entire roster. So um, on offense, you know. It's going to be tough, you know. Let's be honest. It's going to be really difficult uh, for players who are, you know, trying to have that breakout season. Uh, essentially, it's going to have, you know, unless injuries play a role, 
you know, we, I, I spoke about this on our, I think on our last episode, um, when we were reviewing the scrimmage, Lincoln basically knows who his wide receivers are. He knows who's playing on offense. It's now about balancing the, the, the playing time for the guys in the rotation, specifically uh, at wide receivers, what he was pointing to. Um, Jordan Addison, Mario Williams, Gary Bryant Jr., and I, I think Taj Washington are should be the go-to guys uh, as far as receiver goes. Plus, you have you know the transfers like uh, Terrell Bynum from Washington and Brendan Rice from from Colorado. Mario Williams came over uh, from Oklahoma as well with o- Caleb Williams and the head coach as well as some of the other coaches. Um, nevertheless, I I still think this is going to be a position where a player is you know who's been waiting patiently. Uh, could get a chance. Um, you know, someone like a John Jackson who is wearing number 80 this year and the and the student, the bookstore will actually be selling that jersey. So get out there and uh, support JJ. Kyle Ford, you know, he's another guy. Um, he's got to stay healthy. We saw, a, we've seen glimpses of him. But again, with Kyle Ford, he's got a physically mature Big body receiver. Got to stay healthy. And the last time I saw him this past week, he was on Rehab Island. Undisclosed injury. Hopefully uh, he's back practicing uh, on Monday and for these next two weeks preparing for the game against Rice on September 3rd. Uh, Mike Jack, Michael Jackson III. You know, see above with Kyle Ford. Same thing. He's missed most of fall camp. Again, another undisclosed injury. So, uh, Kyron Hudson, he's got a similar size to Kyle Ford. Um, that wide receiver group, though, you know, when, when you talk about that first group, those first four names that I, that I rattled off, those are going to be the guys, especially Jordan Addison. He's going to be that go-to guy and maybe, maybe even option number two. Um, he's the Rainy Bolitnikoff winner and... You want to get the ball in your best playmaker's hands as often as possible. Which, I guess, is a perfect segue to, you know, obviously everyone is thinking breakout player, it's got to be Ray Leak Brown, the, uh, the the super fresh freshman from modern day. Um, you know, with him, though, again, you've got all these players in front of him. It's, you know, at running back, you've got, Travis Dye and Austin Jones, you know what they're going to give you from Oregon and Stanford, respectively, when they transferred. And Darwin Barlow is ready. He's healthy. He he spent some he spent his time in the weight room and he looks like a different running back right now. Very big. Looks good. So I, I guess with Ray Leak, it's a matter of, you know, how many touches can you get him during the game? Um you know, obviously he's going to get a he's going to get his opportunities on special teams with kick return. I think he'll be backing up Jordan Addison at punt returner. So, um, you know, obviously I, I think Ray Leak is the guy that everyone anticipates being the breakout guy on offense. And again, because he's versatile from the wide receiver room, or from the wide receiver position, or out of the backfield playing running back. Uh, because of his versatility, I guess that gives him 
a leg up on his competition for that breakout player on offense. You know, the H-back tight end plays such an integral role in in Lincoln Riley's offense. Uh, Someone's going to have to step up and, and, you know, they have to make it happen. So whether it's going to be Malcolm Epps, Josh Follow, uh, Lake McCree, or Ethan Ray, you know, we're going to have to wait for Jude Wolf um, to get healthy sometime in October is the uh, is the forecasted return from him um, from his foot procedure. Um, maybe by that position by committee can be the breakout player. I don't you know. Again, this position has produced so little over the last few years. Um, any contribution you get is going to be a breakout. So uh, is that going to be, you know, 30 receptions from the position? 40? If one player can get 20, um, 20 to 25 from the tight end H-back role, they're going to go to the top of, hey, we have a breakout player on offense. I'm not sure you want to have a breakout player from the offensive line, so I'm going to pass right over that because if you are, you've got a veteran experienced group returning. You've got six, seven, possibly eight guys that uh, Lincoln Riley and Josh Henson are trying to find playing time in the rotation. Um, So if you do have a breakout guy that's not among uh, the five plus Bobby Haskins, Portland Ford, uh, Mason Murphy, and Andrew Malek. Uh, you've probably had an injury or two, and that's not good news. So um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, I, I've gone over some of these names, but one name I haven't brought up yet, and I did this for a reason. I'm and I'm going to go back to the wide receiver group. I think C.J. Williams, by the end of the year, the freshman out of modern day, is going to be uh, the breakout player on offense. Just one of those gut feelings. Um, he's, you know, he's got a physically mature body. He's, you know, mentally mature for his age as well. He likes to work. Uh, that's just a really good combination you want out of a out of a freshman, and. When you've got an offensive play caller like Lincoln Riley, um, who's always trying to develop his players for the future, um, that might be a good place to look. So uh, Rayleigh Brown is probably going to be the guy, but my pick uh, for breakout player on offense is going to be just out of the blue, random name, sort of CJ Williams. Bet on it. And because you're going to be betting on that, Head on over to betonline.net because they are your fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all all of your sports waging information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. And also, did you know that uh, locked on is doing the flex 
Ultimate College Football Preview. Yep. Thanks again for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Uh, the Ultimate College Football Preview is here. It's a seven-episode preview with your college football experts, lo- experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season all in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we went over the breakout players, potential breakout players on offense in the first segment. Now let's talk about the defensive side of the ball in 2022. Um, I I think we were already seeing it uh, through the first two weeks of camp. The defensive line is, um, they have the potential to, uh, to lead, a, I guess we'll call them a, excuse me, a no-name defense. There's plenty of names on this defense, but they played so terribly last year as a unit um, that they don't deserve to have a name. Let them uh, create their own in 2022. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, this team can really make a name for themselves on defense if, if they're undefeated um, when they show up to play Utah in week six in Salt Lake City. You know, the Trojans, Trojan fans know the name Brandon Peely, uh, but they haven't really seen him play, or at least very often. So, you know, as a, what is it, fifth-year senior now, um, I don't know if it's fair to say that he's to, to categorize him as a breakout player, but... We need him to have a breakout season um, because, you know, well, number one, he's healthy. He's he's in better shape and he's needed in a bad way. You know, a great defense is going to be strong up the middle. USC has to go from a bad defense to a defense that's worth talking about. I mentioned, you know, you, we just want to talk about this defense positively. Um, and if you don't have that presence over the ball, um, it's going to be a long year. So it, it really won't matter. It's it's essential that Brandon Peely be the guy. We need him to break out. Um, he's, what, six foot four. He's They've trimmed him down to 320 pounds. So his athleticism or as coach Sean knew his position coach uh, likes to talk about his twitch um, should be more recognizable now since he's not going to be bogged down with uh, that extra weight. Um, The other name and we've been talking about him is Dejon Benton. He is poised to have the breakout year and you know, I I've spoken about him. I, I said, look, he's my guy. He's my, that's my hunch of the year. Um, his position coach loves him. I've mentioned it before. I'll say it again. Uh, coach Newa said he's made for this defense. Talking about Dejon Benton, um, his natural ability it fits what we do perfectly. The twitch that he has to get penetration and to get upfield. 
That's what Dejon Benton brings to this defense. He brings that so much to the point that everybody, if you if you've watched Nick Figueroa play defensive end for USC, you know that Nick is one hell of a football player. But the difference between Dejon and Nick is Dejon is he's quicker. And that's something that has moved has positioned him in front of Nick now to the first team. And that's great news that you have a Nick Figueroa backing up Dejon Ben if necessary. And who knows? You know, Nick will might Nick can continue to compete and Coach Nua and defensive coordinator Alex the Grinch, um they'll have no problem you know, moving people up and down uh, the, the, the the rotation depending on how they practice and how they play. So the more players you get playing up to their ability, being developed, the better. Um, you know, I, what's so ironic about this, when you think about it, is USC um, flipped Benton from his commitment from Washington State and, uh, you know, he actually has worked his way up from the scout team into a backup role where he was last year to, you know, he's now at, he can say, hey, look at me now, mom, I'm on top of the world. He's starting for, he is on, he is on pace to start for USC. I guess we'll see what happens in 12 days, um, 11 days, depending on when you're watching this episode. If you're watching this on Tuesday, 11 days before USC kicks off against Rice. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator. Uh, this is what he said of Benton. He's got some quickness about him and some physicality about him. And when he does it, he shows well. What happens with guys like that typically is when they don't, it stands out real clearly. Um, if you have the quickness and if you don't use the quickness, we call that a loaf. That's typical Grinch. That's his way of pointing out the positive, but letting you know that if you're not doing this, this is who you are. It's almost like that reverse positive sandwich, positive, negative meat, positive bread. Uh, Alex, his sandwich is all over the place. So... Uh, if you get a compliment, you've earned it. Um, but he's always going to make you work for more. I got no problem with that. I love those types of coaches. You know, obviously, Corey Foreman needs to have a breakout year um, on for this team. And he needs to do it this year before the B word uh, starts getting tossed around um, by those who love to judge players. There's a lot that goes on, you know, injuries play a, play a role in this. And, you know, before anybody starts calling the, you know, it's unfair. You know, you come in with high expectations. You're, you're tabbed the number one defensive player in the country on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, you're, you're expected to contribute by the end, by the end of year one. Well, we know what happened last year, so we're, we're going to give uh, we're going to give Corey the pass, but he's he's not going to get that same latitude in year two. He has to show this year. Um, it's necessary that position 
the rush end is the catalyst. So if it's not Corey, um, they brought in Romello Height from Auburn. You know, we have we got a little bit of tape of what he did at Auburn, but that's about it. Um, there's a guy to keep an eye on here. His name's Julian Simon. He has a chance to pass both of them up. He's been healthy all fall camp. Those other two have not been. So, uh, you know, if he continues to stay healthy and the other two continue to um, battle injuries and can't get on the field and get better as a football player and develop, maybe Julian Simon has that breakout year. You know, that rush end position might be the perfect spot for him when you think about it. Never know. Uh, because the secondary is so deep, especially at the safety position, I don't know if you're going to have a breakout player. I, I think Kalen Bullock has free safety on lockdown. Uh, I, I believe Xavier Alford is going to be your starting strong safety. The nickelback role, though, let's go there. Max Williams. Um, I don't think, look, he's not as big as Matt Grudigood, um, who was more of a hybrid, you know, linebacker safety. However, I think Max Williams plays with a similar fearless attitude. He has a nose for the ball. He supports the run um, physically as well as anybody. And he'll he'll ball he'll ball hawk a quarterback. He'll he'll deke, he'll bait you. So um while while he's in pass coverage. So Max is healthy. He stays healthy. He's gonna have that breakout year. And he's gonna again, he's going to just be another guy out of that secondary to make life miserable for opponents. So, you know, we know where the wink where the weak link is, it's that linebacker group. Um, we just want we just want the group to perform. Uh, you know, we, Shane Lee is there. Your bro, Raylan Goforth is back. Um, Rajon Davis, Eric Gentry, somebody, anybody. You need production. You get production. That's a breakout player. <laughs> The group has to perform again by committee. Um, I, I don't know who's going to be the breakout guy. It's it's got to be somebody though. Um, the bottom line is this: there will be a break, at least two breakout players um, on the defense side of the ball, and it's it's going to be from one of the younger guys. I don't think the staff is going to want to wait around for any of those veteran guys who've been around before the staff got here. Um, number one, they didn't recruit them. And so if, if a staff is going to invest their time in developing for the future, typically they look to guys um, who, who are younger. That's, that's just the fact of the matter. So there you go. Um, who's going to be, who's your breakout guy on offense and defense? Uh, let me know. Talk about it on YouTube. DM me over there on Twitter at Mark Hulkin. Let's talk about it on our next episode. Give me some feedback. All right. So um, on VRSC's 
inside the Trojan huddle. We talked about this in our overtime session. It was one of the questions from one of our viewers, listeners. And real quick, someone asked on Locked on USC about the WeRSC.com sign-up special. Yes, the uh, that that promotion is over, but there is a free one-week trial. So head on over, check it out. Uh, free plug, WeRSC.com. Back to um, our overtime session, so to speak. If you were the schedule maker, uh, which which Big Ten stadium or team do you want USC to travel to first um, in 2024? So I'm the schedule maker. I want to go see Cap Randall, Wisconsin. Uh, number one, just from a fan perspective, uh, I've heard they've got a great tailgate scene. Um, and you look, bratwurst everywhere. If you love those adult beverages and love to uh, drink some beer, I hear they do that pretty well up there as well. So, uh, yeah, let's let's check out Wisconsin early in the year as opposed to uh, <laughs> November when it's colder. Um, you know, think about it. Fourth quarter, they have that, their, their tradition is the jump around. Um, yeah, I want to go check that out. Again, you know, if I want cold weather, and I do, I love the cold weather, but I prefer going to the cold weather if I'm going to go skiing and stuff like that. Not uh, sitting in the press box or definitely not if I'm in the stands as a fan. Um, And then conversely, who do I want to see from the big conference visiting the Coliseum first? I got to go with Michigan. Uh, Look, we've seen Ohio State. I've seen... Um, and Chris Arledge on Inside the Trojan Huddle, he's brought this up. Um, USC's played Penn State. I want to see Michigan come to the Coliseum. That's never happened to play USC, at least off the top of my head. Um, and I want them to wear their home uniforms. I think that would look awesome. USC's Cardinal and Gold, Michigan's uh, Navy Blue and maize, Yellow. <laughs> is really what it is. Um, those colors contrasting really well. They, it looks good at the Rose Bowl. It would look even better at the Coliseum. Um, and you know what? I guess for a 1A or 1B, if if I can't go to Camp Randall, uh, I, I don't remember who brought it up. If it was Greg Katz or if it was uh, Chris Arledge or if it was Kevin Bruce. Um Penn State, Happy Valley. Imagine USC playing a whiteout game, 100,000 plus. Obviously, they're not going to let USC wear their road whites. Oh, man, can you imagine the Cardinal and gold with that whiteout backdrop? I'm telling you what, USC fans, USC moving to the big is going to, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm sure everybody else is. Um. So you might as well start getting familiar with the uh, Locked On Big Ten show. Nate Dickinson is your host. You can learn about all the uh, Big Ten teams that USC will be playing. And you can also check out Locked On Pac-12 uh, with your host, Spencer McLaughlin, for as long as USC is a member of the Pac-12, Pac-10 conference. Um, that way you can get all of your news and notes in 30 minutes or less. 
But you're not going to do that until you're done watching Locked On USC, making me your first listen every day. So until then, hey, you get me five days a week. I'll be back again with another episode tomorrow. You know what to do, everyone. Fight on.